0: The crazy part is, it's like, not only am I coming into work on a Monday morning, stoked that the Eagles just beat the Falcons, <laughs> but an hour into work, you know, I'm in this meeting saying, hey, Lane Johnson and Chris Long, when you design this shirt for them? And the next thing you know is I'm sending proofs to Lane Johnson and Chris Long, and they're saying what they want changed. They're saying this or that, and I'm working with their agent.
1: Welcome to episode two. Phil Dobinson here, uh, and I have Doug Hugel. Uh, welcome, Doug. Thanks for uh, scheduling some time out today.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. So I've seen your stuff. Your Instagram page is awesome. And uh, just, you know, we went to school together. Why don't you just tell everybody what you do now and what uh, what your company is? Yeah.
0: Um, so what I do, um, I like to, uh, you know, kind of describe myself as like a tailor for, uh, for businesses. Um, you know, what I do. Um, just like a tailor is, you know, I give people that look that they're looking to, um, you know, go out and promote with, look their best, feel comfortable going into meetings, selling their company um, through logo design, branding, um, and pretty much any marketing that you would need um, to get that business running. And, uh, you know, just like a suit that would be tailored, um, you know, You feel good going out with that company and you feel good promoting it. You're not kind of like, you know, hiding in the dark, just waiting to promote it and not feeling comfortable of where you're at. You know, I'll give you a look that, you know, helps take your company farther.
1: Did you steal that from somebody? Because I've never heard something like that before. No, um,
0: that's taken five years to figure that one out, (laughs) um, Yeah, and then it just hit me. Honestly, I I think it was about maybe a month ago I started using that. Um, And uh, I think that gives people a pretty good perspective of what I do. And, uh, you know, it's like like a good haircut or just anything. I don't really need that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, pretty much when you're feeling your most confident, I feel like that's when you can feel like you can push things a little bit farther and take that next step within your own business, within your own life. Um, that's your own what goals. you try to do with your brands and your logos. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm here to help
1: other people um, succeed and get their business to that next level that they're looking to get to. Yeah. So Doug owns, Doug does design. He's an entrepreneur. And when was the first time that you thought of like, all right, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to name it Doug does design. And uh, when did that thought like cross your mind? Um, Where were you? What were you? doing for work at the time
0: yeah it was uh it was kind of a whole experience on its own which starts with the name um i was hanging out with my cousin bailey probably about five six years ago and um a few of his friends for some reason were calling me doug does music i have no clue why but they thought i did music and i don't i'm not musically inclined at all and like i know (laughs) nothing about music i mean i i couldn't grow a beard at that point um (laughs) But anyway, that's what they were calling me, and he told me this, and I was like, "I have no clue why they're calling me that. If anything, they should be calling me Doug Does Design." And then from there, you know, I changed my Instagram name and also changed the things that I was posting on Instagram as far as logos and making it more design based. And this was probably probably 2014, 2015, and then I saw, you know, how those posts were. um, like, growing in numbers of likes and different things like this. And the next thing you know, I'm averaging about 90, 120 likes a post. And, like, I have no clue why. It's just something that's catching on. And the more I research it, the more other people are doing the same. And then those people are actually working for themselves. And I was working at a place called Castle Signs at the time doing vehicle wraps and uh, some, like, low-key branding and stuff like that, but mainly focusing on vehicle wraps. And once I got that idea in my head that I could go off on my own, it just never stopped.
1: And five years ago 100 likes was like a yeah, thousand like. yeah
0: yeah 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 when Instagram is really small um yeah especially now with the algorithms and stuff it's it's tough to figure out how to get that stuff to work
1: yeah so you have this idea of all right I'm doing branding I'm creating designs and logos and you're just you're putting them on vehicles right mm-hmm Did you, so you have your van out there and you have some logos on it too. Yeah. Did you hook up with your old place and say, Um, hey, I'm leaving you, but I need to use you guys to do (laughs) some stuff on my truck.
0: Yeah. Um, When I left there, um, we ended on really good terms. They were the best company I ever worked for. And uh, I learned a lot of what I know today from them. And I'll I'll always be grateful for that. And uh, when we left, you know, they had a party for me. You know, all this great stuff. It was a great send off. Um so yeah, you know, people like that I always like to try to keep in good terms with and I still talk to them. I am still friends with a lot of people at the shop, still, you know, talking stuff. And then uh yeah, so they I had my first logo, um which they put on my car and then I actually got I, I rebranded and then got all that stuff taken off and then they yeah. just recently did the new stuff about it a year ago. Yeah. Um
1: so yeah. Um I remember talking to my sister about the rebranding and stuff. Yeah. When I was figuring out Jibbit, I was like, what, you know, the branding, can I change it, the name? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. You can change it whenever you want. Yeah. Um, so did you, did you like go to school for just graphic design or design? Did, how long did you go? Like, did you look for a school program that's the best? When did you know, like, this is art, this type of art? is what you wanted to do
0: um true um it was i was really young i was actually probably about 14 and uh it's pretty cool because i remember being in eighth grade and my guidance counselor at the time who is uh mrs pearson coach pearson's wife um she was asking me about what i wanted to do and i had three weeks to figure out my classes so she's like all right you got three weeks think think about it because i had no clue Mm -hmm. like my whole life i just always said like in the things I was going to be an NBA player, (laughs) Um, which definitely is not the case. And um, so I just always stuck to that. But so I started thinking about this. And at the time I was really into uh, like skateboarding. And during that time I was also, you know, I've always been into art too. And uh, through that time I was trying to figure out like what skateboard I wanted to buy for the summer that I was going to skate until it was pretty much done. And uh, I kept seeing these skateboards I looked at and they Say at the bottom in the disclaimer, designed by graphic designer so and so, and I kept seeing this graphic designer thing pop up, and and I had no clue what it was, and I was like, the hell with it, I want to I want to design skateboards, yeah, and I talked to her, and she was like, okay, like these are the classes you want to start taking, you want to do this, and literally I've been learning how to do this um, since pretty much ninth grade, wow. um, just started taking illustration classes in ninth grade, and then moved on to graphic design later on. Um, web design pretty much knocked it all out. I had a really good grasp on it by the time I was uh, graduated high school, um, which is very lucky. Um, it's kind of rare that that happens that way. And then from there, I ended up going to uh, Thaddeus Stevens for two years, um, which was another, you know, awesome time. Um, they really saw that I had potential, so you know they let me kind of do my own thing in there. I was oh my gosh, I loved it so much. I was just extra hours, and we already had four-hour design classes, so I'm doing, I'm still staying there three hours after class, so I'm spending like seven hours a day in the lab, wow. just loving it, and um, from there, yeah, spent two years just there. Just doing extra projects? Yeah. Just like... Just experimenting. Just, yeah, just fun. And uh, yeah, they had like screen printing, and they had offset printing, and they had the works there, and I was living on campus, so I could literally walk from my dorm five minutes and just be in the design Uh, studio and just kind of do my thing. Um, And and the projects they had there were great too. I always loved taking those a little bit farther. Um, And then yeah, I graduated once I was 20 and had a full-time job within a week.
1: At the... At Castle. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get out of school, you get your first job in the field that you love. And you know that you love it. Did it feel right that... That first job, we, like, I remember my first job. And it was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to stay here forever. I'm going to, like, retire yeah. and stuff. What was that? What did that feel like?
0: And yeah, I, I felt the same way. Um, I mean, at that moment, I thought I was doing exactly what I needed to do. And probably for about two to three years there, you know, I tell everybody I never had a single bad day. Even if problems came up, wow. anything like that. Like, if I ma- yeah, if I ever messed up, like, my boss, he was really good about making it right.
1: Um, Was it a small company?
0: Yeah, when, when I started working there, they probably had about four employees, um, and they brought me on part time. And I think now they have about like twenty wow. or so, maybe even a little bit more. But yeah, they've really grown. Um, so they're yeah they're doing really well. Um, but yeah, like it, it, I just hit a point where I just need to do my own thing.
1: Yeah. So you're there for a couple years. You told the story about your friends and. Uh, how Dove does design comes about, um, and are you do so? Are you because graphic designers they do a lot of spare designing and mm-hmm. hobbies and stuff because they enjoy it and it's easy. So was the first like project that you did outside of work? Did you did you have someone come to you and say, "Hey, I really like what you're doing, mm-hmm. and c- you think you can throw together something for me," yeah. or was it the other way around? Did you like reach out and say, "Hey, mom"? I know you're starting a cleaning business. You want me to pull something up for yeah. you? What was that's that's another funny thing. Like the first like client. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I had a few of those. Um they all fell through because I wasn't um I wasn't good enough at that point to sell myself and also build my value. So I'd do stuff for people and then they would just disappear. Um and that's where I was thinking, you know, I need to redo the wheel. So The interesting part is I actually became my own client for about a year and a half and I would just make my own logos, no payment, no nothing. I was just like, this is all I want to do. I want to build my portfolio. So I just started making logos. Like I'd start experimenting. I'd do a sketch and just make up my own company and then post it kind of as, you know, I was working for somebody else, but nobody else knows that. Like it doesn't matter. I'm still making a good logo. It doesn't matter like what it does. This is what my potential is. This is what I can do and i'm going to show that and if people ask like i'm going to be like hey like this is a portfolio piece i don't have to tell them it's not for a real client i can just tell them hey this is what i did for a construction company this is what i did for a handyman service
1: has anybody ever like looked through or asked for your portfolio and say like hey let me see your work and let's say it's a landscaping company and they see something they're like damn those trees and like mm. i want that one who has that one did that anybody ever like buy um, yeah, I, I
0: have I have sold a few uh, pre-made ones. Yeah, um, which is nice because that just makes my life easier and I can make end up making money on something that's already done. Yeah, and I just have to make a few small tweaks to make it theirs and it's all good to go. Um, some of my, honestly, some of my best logos I've ever done, which some actually are maybe still in my portfolio. Um, I think I've pretty much weeded them out at this point. Um, but at the same time, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff like on there that you know nobody even is using today
1: did besides you who was like the first person that you ended up getting a payment for yeah so
0: yeah weirdly enough i'm I'm just thinking about this right now it was actually uh ryan prophet i completely forgot about this till this moment right now but uh i guess he has a he has a trucking company or at least he did at the time um he has his own truck i'm not exactly sure what he does right now it was like three years ago um but it was I, i believe it's called convoy commercial LLC and uh yeah I hooked him up with a logo that he can throw up on his uh that he could get um put on his trucks and stuff. And uh yeah, I did it pretty cheap. Did um, he hit you up? Yeah, just out of nowhere. And I guess that was kind of the first one that actually paid.
1: Did he hit you up through your Instagram page at the yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. And then how much did you charge him? I think did you ask him like how much Yeah. Um I don't know. It
0: was it was definitely pretty cheap. Um a lot cheaper than I do now. I think I, I probably did it for about maybe one seventy five, two hundred bucks. He was a small company. I was trying to get myself started. I ended up getting another full time job after I left Castle, which was the time that he came around. So, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. try try to keep it relatively cheap.
1: You get a full time job because were you not making money? And yeah. you said you got you went and got a full time job. What was that?
0: Yeah, that I mean that what was, was also that situation. Yeah, How do I you feel. You know, it, it was kind of a bummer. Um, I left Castle thinking that I could do it on my own, and I didn't make money on my own for probably about three months. Wow. So that was tough. Um, that was a huge slap
1: in the face. Um, Did you think you should have s- transitioned that better? Or you're like, yeah, you have-
0: yeah. I mean, I um, I pretty much had the job lined up when I left Castle, but it didn't all go through for a little bit. So like, I I think. Probably about three weeks after I left there, I was working at this other place, but the stuff on my own, um, and I guess when you are working at a new place, you kind of put things off to the side where you kind of get in the groove a little bit, Um, but yeah, I I thought I was going to hit the ground running, and I didn't, and it just made me want to forget about it all, because I went off so strong. It's probably one of the toughest things I ever had to deal with, honestly, because I just felt like all these people were interested, and people were liking what I was doing on Facebook and Instagram, and, like, I thought I had, like, support, and I'm not blaming it on anybody else. I mean, it's my own fault. Um, I just thought th- some things were there in place, and they weren't, um, and... you say
1: you weren't, like, like aware of it enough, or yeah. do you think that if you could go back and change something, would you have approach like your branding better or like your client relationship better yeah
0: i just you know i I think the toughest part with being a designer is that you have a very artistic mindset and sometimes you got to separate that from a business mindset which i didn't go into it with a business mindset at all um my toughest thing was learning that business mindset i've never taken a business class i've never taken classes on how to sell i've never taken classes on how to build clients or anything. I just went in as a designer thinking I can make money yeah. because I can do a really good job. Um, and it just wasn't the case. I just had no business sense at all. And you kind of have to go 50-50 with it um, a little bit at times. Um, and I, I mean, looking back, I'd say that was probably my biggest my biggest downfall.
1: So you're at this position um, at the new job. when. Which company is this called again? Um,
0: so that that was um, a place called um, Lancaster Screen Printing, which is now or which is owned by um, a place, another place called Narrow Mountain Pro- Products. Um, and I only lasted there for six months, which is actually funny because within three months of me working there, I was promoted to manage the whole or split management of Lancaster Screen Printing, and then three months later. I was like, I gotta get out of Lancaster. Yeah, and then, uh, then I moved out to Philly. I just hit a point where I couldn't do it in Lancaster anymore, and just left.
1: Do you think moving to Philly like helped? Yeah. promote Doug does design? designs. It
0: definitely did. I met so many cool people out there. So many people that were really excited about what I was doing. You know, you go out, meet up with these people, hang out with them, and you know, they're taking pictures of with you, sharing you on their Instagram, doing the same for them. Um just a whole different vibe. I really felt like I could become myself out there. And yeah. I and I think that's really what ultimately ended up happening is I got the time away from my family, um, to uh just to uh find yourself. Find yeah, you really find myself. Yeah.
1: All right, so you move to Philly, you start to find yourself and just in your whole mindset. Um, you say you're meeting these people, are you using, are you using the app meetup or how are you building clientele and how are you?
0: Um, yeah. I mean, at that point, the people I was meeting was pretty naturally, um, you know, these bars, yeah, yeah. yeah, Cause I mean, you're doing stuff all the time and Yeah. Um, you get a little bit better at, you know, promoting yourself in a way that doesn't feel pushy, but also it's a little exciting. So like I slowly start getting better at that. Um, and for, yeah, for the people I'm meeting, yeah. Um, for the clients I was meeting, I actually started using some freelance uh, websites online. Yeah. Um, so I really never, when I, even the whole time I was out in Philly, I was never doing too much local work. And like I said, I, I was working, I was using these online sites where you could connect with anybody in the world looking for, uh, uh graph design and end up working for them. Um, which is what helped start, helped start things going slowly. But when I moved out to Philly, I also made sure I had a full-time job out there too, which was at another screen printing place in a uh, Broom PA. Okay. And, um, I was, by the time I left, I was probably there just a little under a year. Um, but yeah, they they got me out to Philly. That's kind of how I paid my bills and stuff, um, and got the ball rolling. And then
1: and this is 2017.
0: Yeah, yeah, 2017. Oh. Um, and then pretty much after that, the job of a lifetime came up, which was the project that I got to work on with uh, Lane Johnson for yeah. the Eagles Super Bowl.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's that's where it went nuts after that um yeah
1: so, so you get this job it's paying the bills in philly you're there it's 2017 it's in it's in the fall wintertime football season and tell this story because i don't think i've i've listened to it online yeah. in the news and stuff uh-huh. but it's really explained to people what it was like and
0: yeah no and- um uh, it's, it's hard to really grasp that situation because not only was I designing for an NFL player, but I'm also like a ride or die Eagles all day, um, uh, like fan since birth. So like I come in.
1: I know what you mean. We we yeah. walk in elementary school with the McAdams Always wearing jersey. jerseys. <laughs> Always
0: wearing jerseys. I'd even wear jerseys if we lost. I didn't even care. Oh man, yeah. Um, but yeah,
1: how did the Lane Johnson Eagles, your company, how did that like mix? So, actually, cause they could have chose anybody. Yeah,
0: they really could have. Um, so that screen printing place that I was working with, um, they, they actually ended up getting the initial job in, um, to print all the shirts and then they had me design them. And the crazy part is, it's like not only am I coming in to work on a Monday morning stoked that the Eagles just beat the Falcons, but an hour into work, you know, I'm in this meeting saying, "Hey, Lane Johnson and Chris Long want to design this shirt for him." And I, the next thing you know is I'm sending proofs to Lane Johnson and Chris Long, and they're saying what they want changed. They're saying this or that, and I'm working with their agent. And uh, we go back three or four, and that's where the first one came up, um, which is the one with the dog mask. It's yeah. the, um, I, I think it says home dog's gonna eat on it. Yeah. And it's
1: the playoffs when they were underdogs. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And so the shirt has both of them wearing the mask, um, and I had some creative uh, rain on it, not much. I mean, to tell you the truth, I think the shirts could have been d- designed a little bit better. Um, but are <laughs>
1: you nervous, like, shaken? No,
0: th- th- this is, like, I've done this forever. Um, this is the one thing that I can do in clutch time and get it done. Yeah. And, no, I was just excited. And from there, um, you know, you're, you go through a whole day of sending proofs to Lane Johnson. And you're just like, whoa, that was crazy. And then... Without them telling me they approved it, I woke up the next day seeing my shirt online. They took a screenshot of the shirt, and I'm scrolling through it. It's on the radio. It's on, you know, it's popping up on my Instagram. Um, it's just, like, going wild. There's, like, news people reporting on it. And, like, that night, I think they sold, like, thousands of shirts. Yeah. Just, like, right off the back, because he shared it on Twitter. And that's where kind of everything went. Um, went crazy.
1: Did you go to his Twitter and see, like, how, like, what was what tweet he sent out? Like, hey, what do you guys think of this? Well, he was
0: just like, hey, well, what he was doing was, uh, he has a a clothing line that, um, everything gets donated to Philly schools. So he was just trying to make money for that, not even knowing if it was going to blow up or not, this and that. Um, and yeah, it ends up blowing up. It's got like 6,000 retweets. Um, just, like, crazy stuff, which is great for the place that I was working with, too, because they, they're they the ones printing the shirts. Um, and then from there, you know, it's a pretty crazy week. I think we sold 12,000 shirts in the first week. Um, and then... So you go on
1: Tuesday, and they're like, all right, everybody's getting their hands dirty. We're gonna yeah, it yeah
0: basically, yeah. And then the next thing you know, there's, like, film crews coming in every day, um, which is what ended up having... Uh, the Lancaster, um, WGAL, drove the whole way from Lancaster to Bruma which is like an hour 20-minute drive probably, just to interview me about those shirts. And um, you can actually check out, I still have the uh, the interview on my uh, website, um, oh, DougDoesDesign.com. Yeah. At the bottom, if you scroll the whole way down, you can actually uh, see that, um, which is pretty cool. Um, it, was, it was a crazy experience. Um, and then after that first week, you know, I was just on the phone with Lane's, agent until the super bowl was over um i thinking was thinking of
1: new ideas because well, they went they dude, won, it, and it, then...
0: it's like yeah so they win that week i tell him i i go out of my way you know i'm working for the company that brought this job and i go out of my way a little bit i'm like hey like if you guys want stuff done like i want you to know like i can get this stuff done you don't have to go through the company you don't have to do this which the, the company I was working for was actually okay with it because we had so much going on already.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, it, it, it kind of worked out. Um, I help you. You
1: help me. You yeah.
0: So, process, yeah. So, the <laughs> Eagles then, I believe they end up, who do they play next? Oh, it's it's not the Vikings. Um, or was it the Vikings? Yeah, because we got a first round bye that year. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah, because we did, I did three shirts, one for the first game, one for the next, and then one for the championship. So they go to play the Vikings and they win the game. I'm walking back home in Philly. Like I was watching it in Philly and I'm walking back home like, oh my God, the, the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. I'm in Philly right now. I'm literally crying <laughs> through the streets of Philly. And I had I actually had Riley with me yeah. and like I'm holding him up like chanting like underdogs and everybody around me is just like freaking out. And uh, yeah, it was a crazy time. And I get home and Lane Johnson's agents literally on the phone, like with me, he's like, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, I have no clue, but I want to give you the whole creative freedom. Just design, come up with the tagline, come up with everything for this shirt and we're going to run it. So I came up with the, um,
1: it's a Sunday night after they went uh-huh. agents on the phone Yeah. That says, yo, do your thing.
0: Yeah. 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 Talk and to you tomorrow. yeah. And, uh, yeah, I spent all night working on it, like going into a Monday after, I think being a little half drunk, um, <laughs> and uh, you know I came up with the tagline "Unleashed and Untamed." Finish it for Philly, and I mean they loved it, um, and th- and then we did that one, and then after the Super Bowl, they're uh, the same thing. He's like literally at the Super Bowl partying with everybody. He's like, "Hey, we got to do another shirt." Um, which is another crazy moment. It was the first time the US ever won the Super Bowl. Like, I mean, he didn't do it that night because he, he couldn't get a hold of me. I was literally on Broad Street celebrating yeah. with everybody. Um, but the next day, um, we, uh, we did a shirt. Um, and I, I forget what that one said. That one, they actually did come up on their own. They thought of, I mean, they had two weeks to think about it.
1: So we made a um, couple shirts throughout the whole Yeah, playoff, three shirts. And then you are talking with Lane Johnson's agent. Mm-hmm. saying just work for work me and did what's it like to work for an NFL agent It's. I mean it's fast-paced they they're pretty they're pretty quick people you, like big box
0: yeah that's or, like I messed you... up on that one everybody a lot of people got back they're like oh you're making a really good cut on that and I'm like nah like that was another mistake they I made donated. yeah they, they were getting donated which was great like it was for an awesome cause they I think they ended up being able to donate like a hundred thousand dollars to yeah. the school because of the shirts. Yeah. Um. Or I think I think we made like a hundred fifty thousand dollars in sales.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Or, or that's how much. Yeah. It, it. It was a lot. So I. I really don't know what the numbers were when they finished up, but they were definitely. That's
1: crazy. Definitely in.
0: the... They were six figures.
1: So after this whole the Super Bowl, you're living in Philly. The Eagles win. You are now at this job, and it's starting to, does it start to die down, the hype, and then you're, like, back to reality, just day to day?
0: Yeah, basically. What
1: happens that spring 2018?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, that was pretty much, you know, that was the height of pretty much everything, and then, honestly, from there, like, I felt like there, there wasn't anything I could do like that was the make job like that really yeah that was a job that really you know put me over that edge of like hey like you have the talent if you want to do this on your own um it's just going to be up to you if you want to make take that jump um and uh, a lot of cool things happened in that time um Thaddeus Stevens you know I gave them a shout out on the news so like they're stoked um they ended up putting me on the cover of their uh they have a magazine called The Tower so I'm on the cover with it I'm like the featured article um, they do a whole piece about me, um, and then you know, just out of the blue, they're like, "Hey, um, we, we, you've been awarded the 2018 uh, Thaddeus Stevens um, Alumni Entrepreneur Award, and like we're gonna give you this award at this banquet and everything, um, along with a few other pretty uh, awesome people doing stuff in the community and in their careers. Um, so, yeah." Um, it that job really did a lot for me, um in that time. It it, it really was a whirlwind of about three months. Like it, the whole Lane Johnson thing lasted I guess four to six weeks but the stuff that kept popping up down the road, it was just Were you like
1: did you have a stack like a list of people that like hit you up? Yeah. And you're like, All right, I'll get to it when I can get to it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. There was that. Um and obviously I'm yeah, working for an Eagles player, like At that time, I like, and I still wasn't on my own at that time. So my project management was a little bit, uh, wasn't as good as it is now. So you know, some things had to wait a little bit. I mean, they all understood. Like I had no issues with that. Um, But yeah, there it it was a little bit, and then business started trickling in from there.
1: So how many hours a week do you think you were working total before you quit your full time job?
0: Mm. (sighs) Probably about eighty five like consistently um, just trying to push stuff but also like I, w- I was doing fun projects for myself too um, which at the end of the day I have to realize that I have to count that as time working because I end up promoting myself with that so it's still creative energy that I'm not using towards other projects so yeah I'd, I'd say about 85 hours a week <laughs> oh
1: my gosh. so yeah. when did all right? you wake up and you're like alright I'm quitting my job what when was that and when did you have the
0: guts to like quit yeah. your job um I, I pretty much I knew right before the award ceremony that I was there the banquet that I was telling you about um that I was gonna do it I kept pushing it back for a long time and then I remember talking like you know I, I was awarded that uh, the the entrepreneur award and at that banquet, I just, I just had no doubt. You just get this, like, high from it that, like, it's just crazy. Like, literally, it's something that I've done. And um, something that I've accomplished. And you just feel really good. And I I decided right then and there, I was going into work on Monday and putting in my three-week notice. And I went in Monday and just never looked back. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was wild.
1: How many, like, from... When they won and that whole like playoff run with the Eagles, how many followers and messages and reposts and like direct messages, did you get overwhelmed or was it not as much as you thought? How much like credibility did you think you gained from all of those things? Um,
0: I, th- I think a lot. I mean, I uh, I ended up posting the, the video to my personal Facebook I think by the time I was done with all my family sharing it and friends, I think it got maybe about 4,000 to 6,000 views just on Facebook. Like it wasn't even counting like YouTube and stuff. Um, So it definitely got like hit a bunch of people. Um, It's it's kind of funny. I never really gained that much business from it more than I did just, hey, this person's serious about what he's doing. And then from there, um, I've made a few clients, even today, like I'll, find clients that are locally or different things like this hey so you did some, th- something for the Eagles like it'd be awesome to work with you just knowing that you did that and uh, you know it's still beneficial like today it's
1: just the credibility and everything like that so you quit your job and you're like all right I'm a full-time freelancer you know entrepreneur independent um, you <laughs> you're like are you scared or are you is there a feeling of, yeah, I'll go back. Maybe if this fails in a year, is, uh, are you feeling, like, because you pro- you have a list of you have a list of people that you're working. All right, I'll do this project, this project, this project. Is it more of a ton of people, or yeah. is it more of? hey, this company has this project and I'm going to work with them for the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then they say they have this next project coming up. you are going to work on the summer line or something like that. Yeah. But what is it like being you know, a full-time freelancer entrepreneur?
0: Yeah, I mean, you really... I really had no clue how it was going to work. I had about five projects that I thought were going to go through that about pretty much, once I started, either got pushed off or didn't end up going through. Um They just kind of went on the back burner, and that was kind of rough because, like, once you start, you're already dealing with a tough situation of, like, no money. Um, Luckily, you know, this has been what I've wanted to do basically since 2015, so, you know, I've been saving up for it. I know how it went the first time when I tried, um, which I fell flat on my face, so, you know, I wanted to be ready for this time, and, you know, if I didn't make any money, I was pretty much... What they tell you to do is pretty much have about three months... Of living expense saved up when when you go off on your own, and that's that's pretty much where I was. And then if all that fell through, I've been saving up on retirement that I was going to cut into, which a
1: bad idea. I I
0: mean, (laughs) it, it is a bad idea, but at the same time, like it's an investment. It's like if I can do this now, live a prosperous life, and end up getting to a point where I'm back on my feet again at 27. And putting into my retirement then. I mean, people there, there's people that don't start putting into their retirement till they're thirty five. Yeah. So you know,
1: with that three month uh, buffer of savings expenses, if you could like draw a line and say, all right, yep, I got to about a month and a half, mm-hmm. and then I started catching up with everything. Yeah. Making good money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's basically what happened. You know, about I a month and a half. I, I cut so, into there. Yeah. Um, not only the, one of the best things I actually did when I went off my, on my own was just immediately go on a vacation. Yeah. So um, Judy and I, my my girlfriend, who actually is a huge help with all this stuff, like I tell her every single day, like I wouldn't be where I am right now if it weren't for her. She's yeah. been so supportive um, and given me all the right tools to you know be my best and also challenge me, which, oh, my gosh, just makes me such a good person. Yeah. I, I'm so thankful for her. That's important. Oh, yeah so important um, and you know what we did was we just took a we took like a 2,000 mile road trip down to uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains into uh, Nashville and then into Kentucky and it took about 10 days I did work a little bit you know I had some clients pop up that I'm like hey I can make like 200 bucks here I can make a few hundred bucks there while in the middle of a vacation which I took that time to do towards the end of it I took off, or, totally off of work but um, taking that break away and just stepping back and know reaping the benefits of being my own boss like really took things um it put things in a whole new perspective for me so you know for anybody looking to do their own thing like once you do that i would recommend taking a trip as fast as you could
1: that's incredible so you get back from this trip and what's what's next
0: um basically from there it was just trying to find new clients um figuring out ways to pitch better and just getting better in my daily routine.
1: Are you calling companies that you have an interest for? Like, I've seen you do stuff for, like... Didn't you just do one for, like, a brewery? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: or a, and just... Do you reach out to the companies that you're interested in? Yeah. Or do you accept anybody?
0: Um, you know, if, if the job feels right, I'll take it on. The jobs that I like to get the most are ones that I have the same interest in. Because, you know, not only... Is it something that I like, um, but it's something that I also have a lot of knowledge in. So the process takes a little bit quicker. And I also spend a little bit more time. Like right now, um, you know, just recently, I've really been just promoting this branded by nature theme. And uh, at this point, like I think 75% of my customers' their companies in some way are based around nature, the outdoors, fishing, hunting, camping that's all stuff that you know I just do in my regular day life so like when I get on the phone with these people like the sale's already made and I can just talk to them like they're a friend like hey this person just went out to the mountains oh wait I was just out in the mountains three weeks ago like this is how we can connect um and different things like that there's just like it's just more of um, you know um what's the word I'm thinking of like an organic call and like that's the thing that I like to try with, to do with my business is that like you know I, I kind of want to make it feel like you're talking to a friend like yeah. even if you've never met me like, I- I'm here to, like, walk you through this. I'm here to be transparent with you. I'm here to be, you know, straightforward through and through. Um, and that- that's really what's helped me take things to the next level.
1: Yeah. Well, I just saw that video we were talking this last yeah. week. And that video. Who did that video? It looks really, yeah. really
0: good. Um, uh, my, uh, my buddy, um, Corey Fisher, he has um, his own video company. They do uh, commercial and wedding videography. Mm. Um, yeah, Yeah. yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> him on. Yeah.
0: And, um, he's actually from castle and yeah, he, he, when I was with castle, he shot videos there and then he actually came out to Philly. I did his logo. He went the whole way, like totally out of his way to come out to Philly and shoot my original videos, which I don't use anymore because it's out of date. Yeah. Um, so we figured out how to get these new videos done. Cause he's also take, taking similar routes with his company of getting more clients that he wants too, And, uh, yeah, we he, he he did an amazing job. Um which is also that that video is also on my Instagram and on the homepage of my website currently. Um yeah, it 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 told, it told the story exactly what we wanted to do. He came out that video was shot in just one day. And, I can't believe it. Yeah. And we started we started at my apartment, then we went down to uh went down on the Conestoga River. Um, He has a drone so we got some cool shots with me fishing and then some flyover shots with the drone Um, And basically what this story or what this video is. It's a story of how my projects go um, which comes back to the branded by nature theme and You know essentially, you know my projects It's not just me throwing together something that I think looks good and sending it to a client It's a long running list of experiences That have helped me create that one icon, create that one logo, create that one graphic. Um, You know, from my childhood, from hiking, you know, fishing, just different things that I've seen in my life that kind of all accumulated into one graphic that can help take your company farther. Um, And there's a process to it of adventure, of exploring, of anything. And the way that the video ends, it's the pen um, or pencil hitting the paper. And that's where it starts but the way the video works is like it's a whole process leading up to that and all the things that i kind of go through to uh, help projects go even farther
1: do you have now that summer's kicked off do you have like a mission or a plan for the rest of the year uh with that video to promote
0: yeah um yeah i do um no and it is defined you know i'd like to get that 75 percent of nature-based companies up almost to about 100%. Yeah. Like, I want to hit a point where that's basically what I'm doing, um, and that's what I specialize in. You know, I, I, I have no problem taking on any project, um, as long as it feels right. Like, there's no if, ands, or buts about that. But at the same time, you know, I do like to work on stuff that, you know, that I can relate to, because, like, I, I'm using my creativity, and, you know, creativity
1: always has to relate to something along the way. Um, do, when you talk to other designers, do you all think the same way or have you met other designers that are like completely off base or or, do all designers think the same way
0: no no not one of us (laughs) yeah that's the cool thing you know you're talking to like you're talking to a bunch of different minds at the same time um you know I've talked to designers who like pushing stuff out quick I've talked to designers who like to take their own time with things I've talked to designers who Um, maybe more self-promotional or not even promotional at all that don't even utilize social media. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And they're doing great. They're making like six figures and they don't need it. I mean, maybe they hit a point like before all of it where, you know, it it just wasn't, they just got the clients before all that stuff got big. Um, But yeah, I mean, to tell you the truth, like not most of my business comes from social media either. Social media is just kind of a platform where I can share what I'm doing and,
1: keep a good reputation. everybody
0: yeah everybody either finds me online um and reaches out or I, I go out and I talk word to, uh, like word to mouth to people and you know that face to face interaction is the most beneficial um which mm-hmm. is weird because when I got into this all I wanted to do was promote 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 on social media and I'm not saying social media is bad or anything um you're, for me.
1: you're real active like you're good with it
0: yeah 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 but you know it's still like I can still be more engaged with it um I get to a point sometimes with social media where it can burn me out a little yeah, bit and then it, it takes away from my projects. So, I, I mean, from, from right now, I'm really making a point to like at least start posting, like try to get three times a week and uh, work with it a little bit better. Um, but yeah, like it's tough to do that when it's not really the main form of my business. The main form of my business is a strong handshake and eye contact and let's, yeah. let's do this yeah. and let's have fun and be part of this adventure of getting you the new look that you're hoping for.
1: Are you getting a lot of repetitive customers or referrals from those customers? When you do a project, like a summer project, do you anticipate that you'll have a project in the fall or the winter from the same client? Yeah,
0: um, I hope so. I mean, I've uh, I just finished up my first year last month, so I'm I'm literally at thirteen months of this on, doing it on my own. Um, so, you know, those things sometimes uh, those um referrals and stuff take a little bit of time to develop especially with companies like they got to find it in their budget to be able to uh, work like my work in and different things like that and they have to be also at the right place in their company to be able to make that move okay we're going to bring this designer on to handle this so um they're they're starting to uh they're they're starting to come around to uh, uh more referrals and everything and uh it just takes some time but yeah um, for the most part, you know, I've got some consistent clients that have been awesome, uh, probably about for the last six months that I've been working with.
1: What computer software do you use? And have you like worked with a client where you're like, damn, I need to get a new software? Mm-hmm. How much has like, that factor in?
0: I mean, when it comes to this stuff, I always recommend getting the best software right off the bat, which in my opinion... And a lot of other designers' opinion is the Adobe Creative Suite, um, which I think sometimes you can get deals on it for the. So for the first year I had it, I was only pay- paying thirty-five a month, and I got everything. Um, now, since that year's um, since that year's over, I think now I'm paying fifty-five a month, but still, like that's not terrible. Like if you think about it, like say you can bring in like four jobs a month, even like it's already so far paid for stuff. Like you can, that's like. I mean, that's like 10% of a job if you're charging your customers, right? So, um, it's really not that bad. And the, the software is great. You get fonts that you can download with it. Um, the programs that I, u- I use the most are, first, it's Adobe Illustrator. Second, Photoshop. And then third is Adobe InDesign. Video editing capabilities. Um, they have animation. They have website stuff. So much. I mean, there's so much that I don't even utilize with it. Um, but... For whatever you need, create creative wise. Like, I wouldn't go with anything else. Um, so that really the cost, the cost of starting up your own design business, super low. Literally, you need a, like you need a good computer, you need a desk.
1: You don't need a top the notch no. computer.
0: exactly. I, I've been using the same computer for the last four years. Now, when I bought that computer, it was a twenty five hundred dollar computer because I wanted to make, get it to last. But if you can get a computer that's going to make it last, like that investment is well worth it. You just got to commit to the job. And I mean that computer paid itself off so fast. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, the biggest things are having a space to work, having a desk that's your own, having. I'd recommend getting a good chair because you're going to be sitting in it a lot. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, like I said, like eighty-five hours a week at one point—that's ridiculous. Like you, you got to do your back some favors. Yeah. Um, and 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 a printer, and you know, I say that's about it, and. You know what I recommend to every, anybody is try pushing your stuff while you have a full time job or another gig or something, so you can buy those things along the way. And then once you start, you don't have to make any of those purchases. Yeah. And I mean that's what I did, and that's what helped me out in the beginning was that all I had to, good foundation. Yeah, like. yeah. And all I had to do was focus on just bringing in money and not spending it.
1: Yeah, designs and mm-hmm. everything like that. That's so true. So. When a graphic designer is just starting out and they're doing all sorts of shapes, sizes, colors, um, what, where did you go to figure out how much to charge your clients and where, where did you go? Who did you ask? Or did they just say, do it for this?
0: Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I kind of, I didn't really go to anybody with that. And this is uh, as a person who works for themselves, many people ask me this all the time on like social media and stuff. And the best way, the best thing that I can tell them is that, you know, just make your own rules. There isn't really any set figure as to, like, how much you should charge or anything like that. I tell everybody to charge what they feel honest charging and go with that for a little bit. And uh, if you feel honest with something and you can put your name behind it and you really feel like you're giving them the 100% truthful price... That's going to help you sell that, and if you start selling it, um, and people are buying on, then you can down the road maybe think about taking it higher, um, and you know maybe if people aren't going with it a little bit, then maybe think about taking it a little bit lower, and then figure out how to, how to sell it at a lower price. Um, the price that I typically give people, say for an hourly, you know, put yourself somewhere between. an hour to $130 an hour. I don't really like to tell people a really close idea because I still want them to have the ability to make that decision on their own and Mm -hmm. not be like, okay, I know Doug makes this much. I'm going to charge this much because I think this is how closely I am to his skills and that stuff. No, I want whoever makes that decision, make that based on what you believe and what you feel you're comfortable with. Um, Because that is probably about the toughest decision you have to ask yourself while freelancing, except to go off on your own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, uh, charge what you feel honest about charging for the most part. And, um, honesty, honesty is always the best policy when it comes to this stuff. And, you know, clients, they'll pick out a ridiculous price real quick. And they'll, they'll also pick out a terrible, like sales pitch real quick. So when you feel the more comfortable, the most comfortable selling something, you know, do it for the price you feel honest with yourself about selling, Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's the best advice that I can give anybody, and uh, I would, you know, hope that somebody would have given me that advice at some yeah. point. Because <laughs> when I went into it, I did make a lot of mistakes. I charged people too little. I'm like, hey, I'll do it for seventy-five bucks flat, yeah. or uh, you know. And the next thing you know, you're spending six hours because you know you never built that value for your product, and people are just like, oh, well, he's going to keep working for me, and I'm not going to have to pay any more than seventy-five yeah. dollars. It can't be that way. Um, you have to build value for your product, um, and I yeah. believe yeah, the best way to do that is. Give someone an honest price.
1: Yeah, go with the guy. Mhm. This has been. I learned a, I learned a lot. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm weirdly learning a lot too. <laughs> um, any like other things that you want to mention or promote or? Yeah. You
0: know? Um. Yeah. I have a few things. I'll start with. Um. You know, anybody who decides to go off their own, there's going to be roadblock after roadblock. You know, from what we've been able to fit into this conversation, it all probably sounds good on my end, but um, You know, there were times that I wanted to quit. And there were times that I didn't even want to do graphic design anymore. I remember when I was getting out of college, you know, I, I actually won the award in my senior class of the best designer at Thaddeus Stevens. And I then, along with a few other people, um, applied to Kutztown, who was another graphic design school, really one of the best graphic design schools um, in the country, um, surprisingly enough. And I was the only one that didn't get accepted for graphic design. I it, I, I don't know what happened there. It was a big bummer, and that was it. That was the only school I applied to, and from there, I was going to quit, and I was I was going to come back to it eventually, but I also wanted to take a year off um, and just focus on... At that time, I was working at a Nike retail store, and I was just going to do that for the next year and just do it full-time and save up some money and try to go to school somewhere, and then it just didn't work out, and that, that was a huge bummer. Luckily, Castle ended up contacting me a little bit down the road and... I mean, that whole thing worked out for the next three, four years. Um, But then, like, even even three months after I went off on my own, I probably hit one of the darkest points in my life. And, And Judy can agree with this, too. It was a big process, like, working together on this. But for the first three months that I was on my own, I put all my energy out on the line. I put all my focus out on the line. And I went into it with so much energy, thinking I can take this on, I can take that on. And I wasn't saying no to anything. And I got burnt out. And I was never more depressed. And this was, this was only probably about six to eight months ago now. And I didn't do anything. I didn't work for a whole month. I mean, luckily I made a lot of money over the summer, like, because I was, had that attitude of just hustle, 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 hustle. And it was actually detrimental. Like it took me so much farther back than it did forward. And I lost a whole month of work. I don't think, I think, I think for about four weeks I made. Oh my gosh. I think I made about 350 bucks. Oh
1: my gosh.
0: <laughs> I mean and it, I'm lucky if it was that. Um, it was uh, it was last September and
1: burnout. That's ex- that's summer. exactly what
0: happened and that's one thing I really want to make people aware of is, you know, the hustle mentality is great, but you've got to find other stuff like in your life to make that work a little bit better.
1: So you at this point and it's just you're tired. You worked all summer long and what brings you out of it judy sounds like yeah support and what, yeah. what springboard you back
0: yeah i mean judy she was the one and at that, at that time we were living together so she had to deal with this the whole time and uh before we yeah pretty before much before judy. Out, and we were in a literally we were in like a 600 square foot apartment living together like one room studio no room
1: well this is a lot nicer than yeah, yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah the three floors here help a lot um but, yeah, um, she stuck with me and just kind of kind of helped me, like, naturally get off my ass and, like, get my act together a little bit. Um, but, like, you know, like you think of people that are doing well, and then you're just like, man, how, how'd they fall so far or how'd they fall into, like, those dark places? Like, their life's so great. They're doing exactly what they want to. And some things just kind of, like, take over, and I kind of let my work take over. And then, you know, what I did was just, you know, I kind of got out of the house a little bit more. I started slowly getting back to my projects or doing pitches again and um just slowly started getting back on my feet and then the next thing you know like uh whatever it is you know saw me putting that work in again and uh things slowly started coming back and then I finished the year off strong and from that point on you just uh you just kind of have to realize that you have to focus on more than just your work and you got to mix your you know your family your mental um you know your home life back into it and uh yeah, just try to find your enjoyment. I was also working with a few um, rough clients, oh, um, okay. which I should have said no to from the get go, yeah. which I've learned from. So now okay. those, those instances are very far and few between us. I see them out, really. Like now, now, yeah, like when I first started freelancing, I thought I should say yes to everybody and I thought every job is a open opportunity, but that's not the case, you know. Now I have questionnaires and, uh, and like legal agreements in place that if that person, like if there's a red flag there, I say probably about two red flags where I'm just like, hey, I don't feel like I'm going to be treated fairly or uh, uh, as up. good as I should. Yeah. Hey, like, I just don't feel like we're going to be the right fit. And then, like, maybe I might reach out to a few people that can help them. I still don't just throw them, you know, off a cliff and then just like, hey, you're, yeah. you're on your own, you know. I still try to help them. Obviously, I warn the people that, like, this popped up or this popped up. I'm just not the right designer for this. Maybe mm-hmm. you can do this.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Go way. So, uh, yeah, that, that was a lot. That was a big mix. Um, you know, the last year has been just a constant learning process of just what can you do and what can't you do and what shouldn't you do and what can you do to help make things better. Um, Yeah, I mean, you just got to take time for yourself Um, right now. I think the the best things that I'm doing are are trying to exercise, Um, actually meditating. I picked up a few weeks ago after Judy pushed, she didn't push it on me, but she like kind of promoted it to me for the last, since we started dating, honestly. Mm -hmm. And the moment I tried that, um, I'm actually using it through an app called Headspace uh, um, and it started off with like ten minute meditation classes, Yeah. and um, you know you keep growing. Now I'm at like twenty minute ones, and then you can pick different things like creativity and stuff like that. And that's actually worked wonders. And I, I'm not usually that's really interesting. I'm not typically a person that buys into that. I wasn't
1: either. And oh, I, that's I good. was having a bad day, and I went out for a run, and I was like meditation run. Yeah. Look it up, and I clicked it on, and that stuff is powerful. Oh yeah. In a way that you can't really describe. You it just really have to is open your arms and give it a chance yeah
0: and, and i'm such a thinker like i'm in my head
1: all day mm-hmm. so what the
0: meditation does is it actually allows me to be present and in the moment and it opens my mind up and i can doubt it all i want i can even go into that meditation being like this isn't gonna work the next thing you know i'm sitting there i'm like oh my gosh my mind's so clear yeah even yeah and it's worked every single time i've tried it and i think now i'm probably at about three hours of meditation in the last few weeks and wow. i feel really good
1: that's awesome so this year's doing good, and it sounds like it, and, uh, you know, don't get burned out this summer, yeah, obviously. Yeah, no, that's, uh, <laughs> that's the
0: goal. Um, right now, I, I think the goal moving forward, you know, is trying to find more local clients. I'm still not at a point. Yeah. Like, m- most of my clients are still around the world. I just finished up a logo for a law firm that I just literally posted on Instagram today um, for a company in New York City. Um, I'm doing stuff for people out in California, um, and then... You know, I'm going to do stuff um, for people out in Arizona, I believe their warehouse is at, which is actually going to end up being in Cabela's in a few months,
1: Wow! Um, which
0: is pretty exciting because that's like a store I've shopped at for a long time. So knowing that and like going around there and hopefully seeing that stuff, like while I'm shopping out, it's going to be pretty cool, Um, which I've already started to see a little bit here or there. I'll see ads pop up with designs I've done on Instagram Um, and that stuff's really cool. Um, So yeah, it's... uh, I guess from here, just trying to keep my mind fresh and just being with the moment and uh, just trying to keep things going as steadily as I can. And I've hit a point where I, I think the last three months have been about as steady as they've been, which um, ironically is the amount of time since I've been living in Lancaster. Yeah. Um, pretty much like it took me a little bit to adjust. And then from the time I got used to being back, that's when it started Good, taking. Solid uh, base so far. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think from here, my, my biggest focus is more local business. Um, Key
1: in Lancaster. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and even a little bit outside, like Harrisburg, York, um, places like that. And I mean, I'm I'm cool with PA too. Um, but you know, I want to have more face-to-face interactions and mm-hmm. get to know people. And yeah. I mean, they always know more people as well. So, reliability
1: yeah. stuff like that. That's yeah. true. That's true. Which is
0: it's really cool because uh, I mean, you were talking about that with uh, Johnny on your first mm-hmm. podcast about how important the local business is. And yeah. You know, honestly, what better place to do that than Lancaster County, one of the oldest local business meccas mm-hmm. in the United States. I mean, Central Market's. Uh, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's the longest running market in all of the United States.
1: Hey, damn narrow clip. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, the uh, all the local all the local foods you get there, um, the local meats, um, local stands, and everything. Yeah, um, and it's not just. At, like, at the Central Market it's all around Lancaster you can find it anywhere you want to it's like literally in the palm of your hand which is what I miss the most being yeah. out in Philadelphia you know there are yeah, some exactly. you know, they do have markets there but it's not your hometown
1: yeah um, there's a thing I, uh, I've heard of before it's like the law of the zip code you can get everything you need within your zip code you can find it whatever it is if it's starting a business or um, creating something whatever it is you can find someone to help you create that yeah um, and that's that's what it sounds like you're trying to do and build a good brand I mean you already got the good brand but <laughs> thank you it's, um, I hope it's a good brand I mean I design brands professionally so. <laughs> good personal brand yeah no. <laughs> um, this has been great well why don't you tell people where best way to uh, communicate with you and uh, find you
0: or social media I'm using the most right now would be um, would be Instagram which is um, at Doug underscore does underscore design pretty much anything you type in, you can just type in Doug does design anywhere uh, and it's just going to pop up. Yeah. I made it pretty easy. <laughs> uh, I've also been trying to set these up for the last five years. So at this point, it, it, the process is kind of flawless. Um, but you can check that out and then you can also check out my online portfolio at Doug does com. prevalent um, items that I use. Um, and then, you know, if you have any inquiries, you can reach out at info at Doug does design.com. Um, Reach out with whatever needs you have, and you know I'll see if you can help. And if you want to throw in a story of the wilderness or some sort of travel tale yeah. with that uh, inquiry, <laughs> I'm always down to hear that stuff. I love connecting on that stuff, and that's yeah. uh, you know, the, the, that's where the biggest relationships I've been able to build uh, my company with have been able to connect to. Um,
1: with people in the same interests. Yeah, 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 that's key. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's it. That was good. Awesome, dude. Good job. Thanks. That yeah, cool. yeah, great job interviewing. Yeah, that was cool. Hey guys, if you want to get in touch with Doug about anything we talked about, reach out and we'll get you connected. And thanks again for listening to the Pivot Your Journey podcast with Phil Dobinson.